everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful, amazing episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike and Joe and Craig. We are recording this on Thursday, August 11th, at around 12.30 p.m., so almost 12.30, 1 in the afternoon. So I'd be shocked if anything crazy posts, at least during our recording, but most definitely after. I feel like as we get to our next week of Worlds, we could definitely have some things revealed. However, you know the rules. We'll be talking about things that have been posted prior. Anything that's shown after, we'll obviously not be covering. It is a Thursday. Like I said, it's early afternoon. Joe, how are you doing today? It's been a busy day. Just popping from doctor's appointments to different appointments here and there. So I found some time to sit down and talk about Pokemon. Perfect. And that's busy by 1230. That's a that's a busy day so far. If it's only 1230, you've already been bouncing. Yeah. I uh, I like being busy in the morning, though. I don't know how you feel about that, but I'd rather I guess if I had to choose, I would prefer to be busy in the morning. I prefer not to be busy at all. Well, see, I struggle with that. I don't think I I don't think I could be not busy all i think i don't know i'm not wired that way i have like i don't know i don't think i could sit like you think you could sit for a whole week and just do nothing and be cool with it i did during covid i i struggle with that man i get like i get like antsy i get like antsy i know i play a lot of games and stuff like that but i get antsy if i don't have a lot going on i like to at least wake up and have all right something on the to-do list now granted i don't like driving to appointments and stuff like you had to but having a to-do list of stuff to get done in the morning it it makes me feel accomplished and maybe it like subconsciously makes me feel better about playing video games for the next 10 hours following that that could definitely be it but busy is okay busy is better than than bad so i will take that we have a pretty casual show today, if I, if I had the best way to describe it. We will be talking about some product news. We will be talking about an exhibition that Pokemon released. And then we will be talking about the new Scarlet and Violet cards that are going to be revealed at Worlds. When we get to that section of the show, I will note beforehand that we will be making it... it it's going to be marked as a spoiler. We will be talking about the mechanic... If you are going fully, fully blind, which again, not a ton of people are, but if you are, we want to respect that. If you don't want to hear anything about Scarlet and Violet, do not listen to that part of the show. As much as we would like you to, we understand where you prioritize things for the new game coming out, but we will be discussing pretty relevant features that have been revealed about the next generation of Pokemon and how that could pertain and relate to the cards that are going to be revealed. So just a heads up. It's a shorter show today because a lot of the stuff, a lot of our conversations are saved for the pre-world show, which next week, by the time that episode goes live, we'll literally be in the myths of worlds. So maybe we record earlier. Who knows? I think in the past we've recorded before worlds, but world starts on a Thursday. So we're going to save a lot of our world's comments aside from the Scarlet and Violet reveals for, for probably next week. But let's start with the products. First thing on the list, Joe, your favorite V box ever. Not really. I don't know why you'd care about this, but we are getting an electrode. A Hisuian electrode, actually. Okay. If you don't remember what Hisuian electrode V does, 
It has an attack for no energy tantrum blast 100 times each special condition on this Pokemon. Solar shot, one grass, one colorless, discard all energy, hit for 120. It's a pretty straightforward V. Obviously, when cards have attacks for zero energy, you spend some time at least trying to evaluate them. But this is just another $20 box. Uh, I assume you have nothing to add on to this, right? No, I really don't. Yeah, it'll have a Jumbo Asuian Electrode, probably just like the Infernape and Verizian boxes that we've talked about. It'll have a random side promo. Maybe they'll give us the baby Asuian Electrode that for no energy just hits for 50 or can draw three cards. So maybe we get that. Who knows? That is the first product. The next product on the list, we're getting an Arceus V-Star Premium Collection. So we all know Arceus V-Star is going to be running the format or a big proponent of the format until it leaves. So any way that this is getting printed, any extra ways that it can be printed is really nice, especially because we do have ways to get Arceus V as a promo. We do not have ways currently to get Arceus V-Star as a promo. Now granted... This is a gold ultra premium collection. So in terms of cost, these typically are pretty high up there. Will Some not be easily cost... accessible. Say that again. So it won't be easily accessible. Right. So I don't know how this will impact the RCS price if it will. It 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 always does. You know, it always will. Extra ways to get a card reprints will always give some sort of price change but it won't probably it probably won't be a whole lot because if this is a hundred bucks or more for a premium collection which they have been in the past i don't know i don't know what it'll do uh, you get a foil special art rcs v max card you will get sorry not a v max a v star card you get 16 booster packs it's definitely a high-quality product. What you're getting in it is high-quality. That being said, though, I, I don't know if you're going to spend $100-plus just for an Arceus. And at that point, if you're spending $100 to $120, barring and, and depending on your situation and where you live and what stores you have access to, you almost would rather just get a booster box or, or order singles at that point. Any comments on the Arceus reprint and premium collection not really no it's uh the previous collections uh like sword and shield ones have been kind of harder to find things like that and it just seems like a lot of money for i'm not sure quite what anyways so that's fair that's fair it's understandable the final product to celebrate halloween we will also be getting a premium collection for hisuian zorark v-star this is not an ultra-premium collection, so just like the Arceus one, it will not be, or unlike the Arceus one, I should say, it will not be $100 plus. It'll probably be around 40 You will get a promo for the Hisuian Zoroark V, and you will get a promo of the Hisuian V-Star. If you don't remember what Hisuian Zoroark V-Star does, for two colorless, Baleful Curse, 50 damage, times 50 for each of your Pokemon that have damage counters on it. V-Star ability. You can use it during your turn, discard, and draw seven. So just a professor's research in hand. It's an okay card. It's probably the most cost-effective 
and useful collection box we're getting out of the three we talked about. $40, your typical packs, your typical promos. This is a decent product. If you were to go buy it, you'd probably get pretty decent value out of it. Yeah? Yeah, I'm excited for this Pokemon. Like, I'm not high on standard right now, but I, I kind of wanted to look into this deck, especially with the Gengars coming out, that we're able to pull from the discard pile, put the damage counters on itself. Yeah. So this is a deck I'm considering. Yeah, you'll you'll at least be able to like probably not have to spend a lot on Zoroarks. Yeah, you know that that's the beauty of these products, and especially because it's although Zoroarks popular, it's not like a stellar across the board card or anything like that. So it's just a nice card. People like Zoroark. Hisuian Zoroark was very popular, but I think it'll just drive down the price in a good way for that card. Moving past the products, we get to talk about the. Illustration Exhibition now. Earlier this week, I don't know why. I want to leave with this. I don't know why. But the Pokemon Company has revealed an online illustration exhibit for the Pokemon trading card game. This is a website that anyone can go to as long as they have access to the internet, which we assume most people listening to our show do in some form of way. And this website goes through three major blocks that talk about the card game in terms of its design, keyword illustration ex- exhibition. There are three sections. There is life, history, and artist. Again, you can go to this website. You can look it up on Google. You can go to your favorite Pokemon news website, wherever you want to get it. You can probably find it pretty easily. I do want to note when I was using it, I had to use like, I had to remove like ad blocker because it wasn't letting me access the exhibitions unless I removed it for that page wasn't a big deal in the life section it shows pokemon in different habitats so the first one it's it's kind of like a slideshow i don't know how to explain it unless you actually see it but you have a backdrop and there's almost like a gallery side slideshow of cards and it's in a 3d space so life it starts with here are some pokemon that live in the mountains and the forests and it has a whole kind of gallery walk of cards that show illustrations of Pokemon living in the woods, the mountains. There's like It starts with a Pikachu where you click on it. The card disappears and it shows the Pikachu in the forest. There's a Lurantis. I know there was a Swinum in it that I looked at, a Slowpoke. And it's just very simple. These are the Pokemon that live in like the oceans. These are the Pokemon that live in this place. And you kind of just scroll through. And it's a nice little visual that shows you cards. Again, it's not anything crazy. The next section is history. History looks back at basically the last 25 plus years of the game and just shows how the cards have evolved. I haven't Power actually creep. Seen... Say that again? Power creep. Yes, you can see the immense power creep. The I haven't looked through history, but the teaser kind of shows a bunch of different Charizards. What if it's just Charizard? My favorite. They could probably do that too, couldn't they? If they're trying to kill me, yeah. If they're trying to kill Joe or show the progression of how a card has evolved, that is definitely a way to do it. But assumably, you go through, see how the original base set cards have kind of grown, power crept, changed over time through the different generations, through the sets. You'll see original EXs. You'll see Delta Species. You'll see the new EXs, GXs. VMAX's tag teams, all of the above, gold stars, all that cool stuff, I imagine. 
I think that's going to be the coolest one. Again, I haven't looked through it yet, and I should, but I didn't. And then the third one is Artist. Artist is basically, here are some cards that illustrate very different styles. So you have things such as the kind of basic graphic design of the GXs. You have the wool, like the knitted Pokemon that are on cards. You have the claymation Pokemon that are on cards. And this gallery goes through all the different artist styles for the card game. This is the coolest one. I mean, I collect a specific illustrator, so it's always cool to see how certain people design cards because a lot of these illustrators have been in the game for 15 to 20 years. And even if they design one card per set, that that illustration style follows them throughout the years, and it's cool to see how that develops. Have you gotten a chance to look through any of it yet? I have not. I read about it last night, and I made plans today to watch it after I'm done doing stuff. It's cool, and it's only been out for two days as of the recording. So, Did you see your it, artist pictures there or no? The um, one you I, I skimmed through it before the show just because, like we said, it was so newly posted. I didn't notice it, but they've been there since Generation 2, so I'm imagining that they will show up. Okay. Um, that's that's my anticipation. So I, I've looked at life. I've looked through artists. I haven't looked through history. If you got 15 minutes, go check this out. If you're a fan of the trading card game, looking at the illustrations, collecting the illustrations, a lot of people just collect the game and don't even play. So this could be a really cool opportunity just to sit down for, like I said, 10, 15 minutes and just go look through some cards. Seriously. Like it really, I don't know why this is here. I'm not sure if there's like a specific reason they created it, well, but it's, it's also to celebrate the 26th anniversary. Just specifically the 26th. That's what it says here. All right. Well, I guess I guess it is. <laughs> so happy 26th. But it, it's it's here and it's going to be available until October. So you got time. But after October 22nd, it is going away. So it is like an art gallery of sorts. On top of that, there will also be three illustrated cards that have never been revealed before that will be shown on specific days. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so the illustrator's name is Takumi Wada, and Takumi Wada is known for his work in the Legend of Zelda franchise. So he's never actually made a Pokemon card before. So on August 23rd, September 7th, and September 22nd, there will be three cards revealed that he has illustrated. And again, maybe we'll never get him. But it's cool to see, like, all right, they brought in a guy who's known for his artwork in a totally different, yet extremely successful franchise in The Legend of Zelda. If you're a Nintendo fan, you at least know about it or have attempted to play a game or two. I think it's going to be really cool to see that. I'm not going to mark it on my calendar, but I will be probably revisiting this, you know, at the end of September and go, all right, let's see what these three cards look like. That's pretty cool. You know, we, we, we talked about this when the Illustrator competition was going on. I think Pokemon stands very, I don't know. It, it's very unique amongst the card games in the way that it has different art styles and the colors and the, and the way that Pokemon are represented. I think it's probably the best looking card game. Yeah, and in, in general. Yeah, I, 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 we're biased. 
But we've played a lot of card games and we've seen a lot mine, of cards. Minus the yellow borders for the US. I can't stand that. Yeah, minus the yellow borders, the Pokemon illustrations themselves. Yeah, the actual art themselves is super nice. And they've been uh, getting astronomically better throughout the years, too. Yeah, there's been some really good other card games that have great art, full arts, but like what really distracts me from those other card games is usually they have a huge gosh darn block of text on the bottom that distracts from a lot of it, where Pokemon tries to separate it as best as possible. Yeah, it, it they, they, they do a good job of making you focus on the illustration. And I just think it's definitely the best card game for illustrations, in my opinion. Again, we are biased, but if you have a time that you can sit down and look through this, all you need is an internet connection. Like I said, I had to disable my ad block for that website. Go take a look. Enjoy it. Spend that time. Maybe if you're on a lunch break, it, it doesn't hurt just to scroll through. Anything else you want to say about the illustration? Nope. All right. Now we are getting to the news that talks about Scarlet and Violet. So at this time, if you have no interest in hearing anything concerning the game, even things that have been revealed in the main trailers, because what we will be talking about was revealed in a main trailer by Pokemon, you should probably stop listening to the show. So if you've enjoyed the last 17, 18 minutes, shout-outs to you. Thanks for listening. If you're cool talking about this stuff, we're going to go into it now. So at Worlds, Pokemon will be revealing the first Scarlet and Violet card. Now, we've had this before in the past with like Pikachu and Zekrom tag team and things like that. Whatever gets revealed is going to be talking about the mechanic. So before we talk about what we think it might be, I'm going to go over what the mechanic in Scarlet and Violet is. And if you want to talk about that, we can, Joe. If not, we'll just jump into how we think it'll translate to the game. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it for the sake of our listeners. I'm going to read it right off of Poker Beach's site because if I try to explain it myself, I could, I could trip up on some things. This generation's mechanic will be called terastalizing. Terastalizing is essentially a mechanic where you have a certain jewel as an item or an orb that will be held by a Pokemon. And it can turn into something called its Terra-type. In terms of the visuals, the Pokemon gets a giant like glass-looking gem on top of its head. Kind of looks a little funky. That represents a specific typing. All Pokemon in the region can use this ability if they're holding the item. And it only turns them into that Pokemon's specific Terra-type. So if you catch a Pikachu, that Terra-type is electric. When it uses the orb, it will become an electric Terra-type Pikachu. Essentially what that does is it boosts electric moves stronger than it normally would if it, even if it was just a normal Electro-type in the first place. So if you know how the game works, it has a mechanic called Stab, same type attack boost. This Terra-type evolution, we'll call it, boosts that attack more than it previously would have. From Pokemon's limited information, we do know that all Pokemon have the ability to use different types when they evolve into a Terra-type. The only thing we don't know is how you get that. So they talked about how in raids you can catch Pokemon that have different Terra-types, like they showed a Gardevoir with maybe it had like a Water-type terrestrial ability, where if it can learn a Water-type move, when it 
terastalizes, that water type move is now much stronger. There have been kind of jumps back and forth on how the typings change. From my understanding, if you have a water type Terra, Terra Power, you turn into a water type after you do that. But this really isn't a huge conversation about the game mechanic. We're going to relate to the TCG, but that's the gist of this. So really, Pokemon have Terra types, kind of like Hidden Power. And if you know the game and playing it. It's a kind of like a hidden value in the Pokemon that determines a certain type. And it has the ability with an item to transform, I guess. Should I say transform? Because it's not really a transform. It's like it, it, it it's changes like an, its type. It's an, I guess it's an inheritance of a different type. Yeah, so you, you, you temporarily take benefits of a different type. And I believe you lose your original typing, but it's been kind of hard to tell that I've read Pokemon's press release, I've watched videos on it, and I think you lose it, but until I actually do it myself, I I don't want to speak out of pocket and out of turn, so whether I'm right or wrong on that, we know that the items change a Pokemon's ability uh, to use certain types and make them stronger. So like an Eevee can be a normal Terra type, a Grass Terra type, Fire, Water, whatever it needs to be. This is really interesting for the trading card game. Because this mechanic plays on changing the types of Pokemon. It's kind of how it builds itself up. When we had Mega Evolution, we had Megas. When we had Z-Crystals, we oddly saw nothing until the very end. Which was, you know, Sun and Moon, Sun and Moon. And then for Gigantamax and Dynamax we had VMAXs. So the mechanics usually correlate pretty pretty well with what the game is presenting. This talks about type changes. So the first thing that comes to my mind is Delta Species. If you don't know what Delta Species was, one, go look it up. Delta Species was a block of cards that were printed where Pokemon were literally different types. So you'd have like a Steel-type Pikachu. I have a Fire-type Mewtwo. There was a, uh, I want to say a Fire-type Kingdra that I had. There was an Electric, I think there was an Electric Rayquaza, a Steel-type Rayquaza. It was like crazy, like all over the board. Do you remember that set? I do, Vic. I didn't collect it, didn't look into it, but I've seen cards from it, so I know, I know, how it works. It, it literally went all over the board. I think Typhlosion and Ninetales were both psychic types. Uh, I think the Charizard line was lightning, if I believe correctly. So they went all over the board with this. They essentially took the typing chart and just flipped it upside down. Wait, you said Typhlosion and Ninetales were psychic types? Yeah. Yep. That's what they are in the card game now. I know. Isn't it crazy? Assuming well, Alola Typhlosion. Alola Ninetales is psychic. But Typhlosion, yeah. I mean, isn't it crazy that Typhlosion became a psychic type? Or, I mean, not the in the game. form. Right, Hisuian has the psychic. And fairies and psychic in now? Game. Yeah, it's pretty funny that it turned out oh, that way. Oh, no. Don't look at Delta Speeches. Spoilers from Delta Dude, what Speeches. If it was? What if it was a huge spoiler? Dude, there's like, Execute was a fighting type. I'm looking oh. down the list. 
Uh, Nidoking and Nidoqueen. Nidoking was a dark type and Nidoqueen was a steel type. So really, really cool combinations going on. Snorlax was a grass type. Like It, it basically said, we're just going to have a blast and make these Pokemon different types. That's, it's just so cool. Okay? We were not playing during this time, but you can't argue that that's just, it sounds pretty sweet. Pull a typing out of the hat. Seriously. My, my, my wonder is if they're going to bring this back. My wonder is if they're going to bring this back. Now, I don't think they'll necessarily just say Delta Species, Scarlet, and Violet. I think they do something different with it. They'll call it, what, the terrestrializing or whatever it's called? Yeah, te- like, yeah, terrestrializing. And I guess the question is, is it going to just be their typing? Or is there going to be a tool? Is it going to be like break evolution where you put it on top? What do you think the mechanic's going to be next week? I it'll be a multiprizer. Okay. Okay. The way I see it, probably two prizes. The way I'm thinking about it. So you know how like there's rapid strike and single strike and fusion and things like that? Yes. I think there's gonna be a special rule box of if you attach a basic energy to that multiplizer. I think a minimum of maybe two. Trying to think of like something like that. It can gain that typing, but you can only do one typing. So you'd have to like declare it as the first energy or something. Something like that. So like if you were to say take Mewtwo um, T, I guess we'll call it Mewtwo T. Their mechanic. Uh. Psychic type, right? So I would attach a fighting basic energy. As long as I have two fighting basic energies on it, it is then becomes a fighting type, but you still retain the same weakness. What if, what if they attach a different energy afterwards? I think it would better be the majority that you have. Interesting. I I think I'm leaning towards like a break evolution deal. Uh, Maybe my idea is a little too complicated, but I think that would be the more interesting way of doing it. Interesting is definitely the facts there. I mean that that thing would be pretty cool if the way you attach energy changed the typing. The the balance you would have to have in the game, you would need like energy search, it'd be crazy. I uh, I do agree that it'll be a multiprizer. I don't I think they learned their lesson with three prizes. I hope they learned the lesson with three prizes. As long as you evolve with it, it's fine. But, like, not basic three prizes. Oh, yeah. I, I I really liked... I really missed with GXs where you started with a single prizer and built to a multi-prizer. I do miss that, too. So I'd love if I could see that in the form of a break evolution. So if you don't remember breaks, were these weird sideways cards that were, like, gold. And you would put them over Pokemon, like Zoroark had Zoroark break. And it would either gain an ability, gain an attack. It would get like a slight HP boost sometimes. Xerneas had one. Noctowl had one. Greninja had one most famously. Some of them were super good, like Trevenant and Greninja. Other ones were like, why are we getting this? And it was kind of weird. But I feel like with Terra types, it's totally different. Unless they're... 
Unless maybe like they're sorry, you can continue on. I was going to rant, ranting a different way, different way. You can say it after. Okay. Um, it's like, like let's keep with the Mewtwo example. You have Mewtwo, psychic type. The way they contain it, obviously, you can't have every type in the game. You could like your energy thing, but you could say like let's use the fire type Mewtwo from the Delta species. There would be a a fire type Mewtwo terrestrialize card that you would put on top of Mewtwo like an evolution but it would be sideways because in the game you have this jewel that shows up on your head almost like you're wearing it in the card game you would put it on top of your card almost if you're quote unquote like wearing the card on top because it would be sideways I my 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 gut feels like that's the closest thing we could see I don't think we'll see Delta species because Delta Species, you just showed up and you weren't the typing anymore. Like, Mewtwo was just a fire type. Right? It didn't start psychic and then become fire. It was just fire. So, I don't think we'll just see straight up Delta Species. I do think it'll be a form of evolution. I don't want it to be a tool, like an item card, but I, I don't think we'll see an item card. I don't think that builds hype and excitement the way an evolution or an actual prized card like you're talking about would would make things exciting. I feel like it's going to be an evolution of sorts like a break. That'd be my hope. Yeah. Yeah. Like that could be a possibility, but the problem is that I'm thinking about is that there's so many different Terra types possible from what I can understand from the gaming. That are you gonna build an evolution for each typing? No, you'd have to pick. That's I think that's a hard thing to do for a Pokemon company to do. Like that's Well, think about it like with Delta Species. They had to pick Pokemon to put in the set, right? I guess. Like, they had to pick Pokemon to get breaks. I, I feel I, I don't know, I feel like it could be the same where it's like, all right, these cards get Terra types. You know, it's not like every Pokemon has a GX attack. Every Pokemon has a V-Star ability. Only select cards do. So I... If I'm putting my money down, that sounds like the safest option in my head. Again, I really don't think we'll see Delta Species. I do think the energy attachment thing would be really cool, though, on your end. Yeah, because the other thing I'm thinking about, like, obviously, we've hit the trend of, like, Multi-Apprizer has one-time turn-use attack-slash-ability. What if that one attack is just a different typing, like that hits for that typing? Now that brings it back to tools. Would you be okay if it was like a tool that changed the typing? Like you, you could, I guess. Like it's been there, done that almost with Soul Valley, right? And that really took a dump. Obviously, that wasn't the greatest card to deal with. So I potentially. Or do you bring it in the form of like an energy? Like, like Mewtwo hit. has a one-time fighting attack. Okay. Or so so like okay, what if what if it was this then? Let's combine those ideas. What if it was like let's let's again we'll stick with Mewtwo. Mewtwo T. We'll take your T thing because we don't know the mechanic. Kind of like how V Stars have that extra attack. Are you saying like it's a psychic type? But it has an like it would have an attack that uses fighting energy, maybe. Or I I could probably still retain the psychic energy cost, but 
it would be a one-time use fighting attack. It would, it would declare the typing, though. E- or, like, it would be one of the typings, right? Like, it, you don't just choose it. It would be whatever predetermined attack type it would be based on the company. Right. So, like, its special attack would be uh, a fighting attack considered a fighting... So if you're if, I, if I'm playing against something that has a fighting weakness, that would apply. That would be interesting. So like I'm psychic the entire time, but I'm gonna use my special that one special attack for the game that happens to be a fighting type attack, and it's considered a fighting Pokemon for that one attack. Right. It is pre declared, is is known beforehand that Mewtwo it is a fighting type move only, but if yeah. you're able to use it, it does hit for that typing. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That one, I, I could see something, something like that crazy for Pokemon. I, I don't know. That would be pretty cool. It would, it would keep kind of a similar vibe that we have to V Stars, but it would just kind of add this whole Terra type into the mix. It's just, it's so. There's so many ways they could change the way the typings work with this. It could be something as simple as a tool or a special energy, but I feel like if it's a reveal, we could probably guarantee it's going to be a Pokemon mechanic. It's going to be on a card that could use attacks and has HP. Um, we both agree it'll be multi-prizer. I think I'm leaning towards the evolution, and I really like your idea, though, of the uh, like the third attack. This attack is a water-type attack. You know, it can't be anything else, but you're a fire, you're a grass-type or whatever, and it has a water-type attack. Yeah. You can use this attack, we can only use this, this style of attack once per game. Interesting. Huh. I guess let's we'll see. I get we can we can sit around and talk about it forever, so we won't go on forever. We'll probably wrap things up here, but I'm very excited to see. And I, I know it won't be around I know it won't be around by the time we record next week, but I'm really excited to talk about this because I feel like whenever we get reveals in the future, like, all right, be ready, this is coming. There's just so much to talk about. So I'm really excited for that. That'll probably wrap up our show though. So we assume you all have your opinions on what the Terra type will look like in the card game. If you think our ideas are wacko and crazy and they'll never happen, you're probably right. But we'll find out next week. We have Worlds next week, man. I- I'm excited. I-, I, know, I know you have work during it, so I'll have to be filling you in on a lot of it. But do you work Thursday? No. So you'll be able to watch day one. I'll watch day one. Yeah, yeah. so we'll have some stuff to talk about. So awesome. So we'll probably... I... I would say there's a chance we upload our episode earlier in the week next week. So please look out for that. If we end up putting it up on Thursday instead of Friday, there is a chance of that because it is Worlds Week. Uh, I'm ready to talk about that. Our expectations, our official picks for Worlds. With that being said, Joe, is there anything else you'd like to add before we head on out of here? Everybody have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. Play some Pokemon. Get excited for Worlds, everybody. Thank you for supporting us, and we will see you next time.